this is Rebecca, and you're listening to Just Gooey Things. <gasps> you're really jazzing it up. Lately. I am. I you love know what? It. Every week, you just don't know what to expect, guys. Got to keep you on. Your yeah, feet. She, she really does keep it. Keep me on my toes because I never know. Yeah, but um, hey, Boo Things, welcome back to Just Gooey Things, and we're your bootyful hosts, Rebecca <laughs> and Lily. Hello. All right, guys. So I hope you guys had an awesome week. I know we're recording this on a Thursday, and I am already ready for the weekend because I have had an extremely long first half of the week. Yes. Yeah, but for good reasons. Are you allowed to tell us or no? Not yet. Is it coming soon? We can tell. I can announce a little bit today, and um, you'll probably see, like, I'll be posting stuff before this gets released on Sunday, but, um, yeah, so I'll give you guys a little teaser. Um, It's been in the works for about the past couple months, but I got selected to be a part of a TV pilot (laughs) for a ghost investigating show. Yay! Yeah, so um, right now it's getting pitched to a couple of networks that um, are familiar in that um, paranormal Genre, field, yeah. yeah. So we filmed our kind of like first episode teaser. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's like a pilot um, for the past three days: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I love it. And um, yeah, I could say we filmed at the Chrysler Mansion in Staten Island, and there's a lot of spooky things that have gone on there. And I could definitely say I had a few paranormal experiences That's myself. So cool. Um, I still have to wait for my director to approve like what I can say because I don't know what will be released, what won't, won't be. But I could tell you guys that if you want to go to a haunted spot, definitely check out the Chrysler Mansion in Staten Island, New York. I'll do it. Yeah, it was cool. And the cast is awesome. Um, I mean, I kind of come into the show as like the one that like actually knows stuff about the paranormal yeah. because, you know, I have this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um and so a lot of them, like, rely on me to kind of, like, get them through the investigation. I love Rebecca is just always, wherever she goes, she's the organized one. I try to be. I fake it till I make it, to be honest. That's fair. I, I think that's, like, what all, I mean, it's fucking crazy to even say we're adults. That's scary. Like, legally, we're adults. Yeah. Um, and that's horrifying. But, like, as I get older and, like, I look back and, like, my parents and stuff, like, I'm just, like, bro, like, Wow, we're all just trying to get by in this world. Like, none of us actually have our shit together. Actually, none of us know what we're doing. Like, we're just all hoping that it works out. Oh, yeah, I just kind of wander around and see what happens. (laughs) Just let life hit me. Yeah, I wake up and I'm like, what's going to happen today, Lil? Like, who knows? I don't know. I'm kind of on my toes today, which I feel it's weird because... um, Mike's family, like, his dad went to a medium um, on Monday, and she said that something is supposed to happen on November 14th, supposedly. And I don't know. Ooh! Yeah, today. today. So I've been on my feet because she didn't say it was good, but she didn't say it was bad. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. But then I woke up this morning, and I went to the gym, and I was away for one hour, Lily. One hour. And Loki decided to chew up on my smart TV remote. He's so dramatic. Like, he, you see all the toys in the living room. Yeah, like, I'm you looking think at I that, have a child. I'm looking at that remote right now, too. And it is beyond repair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, it's shot. Um, so that's going to be fun, picking up prob- his shit. Yeah, he's probably mad because whenever you use that remote, it takes attention away from him. Literally. And, yeah, and, of course, like... He's sitting there like, oh, what did I do? And I look at the, I hold the remote up and he puts his head down and walks the other way. Ah, 
it's he like knows a what dog. He does. There's a picture of a dog, uh, like a couple pictures of a dog who will make a total mess, like rip couch cushions, knock things over, and he literally sits next to it and holds his head the other way. Yeah, yeah. And then right now, like I was before we were starting, I was trying to set up our other remote because we have another remote that was like our backup. So now our first remote has to start working because this one clearly doesn't anymore. Oh. So while I was getting that set up before you came in. I was frustrated because this thing, I hate technology. I really do. Like, it's such mm. a pain to set up things. And Mike's, like, the more technologically advanced one. Yeah. And I'm, like, frustrated. I'm FaceTiming him. He's not answering because he's, poor, like, poor reception in his at his job. And all of a sudden, like, I'm, like, get up. And I bang my head on the back of the TV. <gasps> I was, like, Jesus. Mm. Like, I was, yeah. I said a lot of curse words um, that I don't want to re- keep repeating. But yeah, I mean, we have E on our um, podcast, but that, yeah. So today hasn't been starting off well, so... But I'm here now. You definitely calm me down, so thank you. Thank you. you. Like, your presence just makes me like, okay, everything's okay, everything's cool. Because you just have such a chill vibe. Thank you. Like, you're not, like, high-strung or anything like that. No, I'm pretty... You know what I think it is, is I'm too lazy to be (laughs) high-strung, so I just kind (laughs) of sleep as much as I can and... See what happens. <laughs> so sloth life. Yes, exactly. So did we say yet what we're doing this for today? Week? Oh no, we did not. I oh. was just too busy talking about myself. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> the dramatic hair flip. Yeah, no. Rebecca also said to me, she's like, "Anything new with you?" And I was like, "Not, not really." <laughs> I mean, you know, there was a god. My dad had a Godfather event, and of course, he had to dress up as Vito Corleone. And I'll, I'll, I'll ask if I can post the pictures, which I probably will. My friend did did the special effects makeup and, like, the old age and everything. I mean, he looked just like him. Like if you live gone. in the New Jersey, New York City area and you need a makeup artist, you should check her out. Yes, and if you need her information, just, uh, well, I will post about it. If, if I post it, I'll tag her. It, yeah. um, or you could just email us at justschoolingthingspodcast at gmail.com. Boom. All right. Let's get into it. Okay, so this week's episode, we are going to be talking about killer clowns. Woo! Um, and so this is actually Lily's idea, and I was like, holy shit, how have we not talked about yeah, this yet? Yeah, scary as hell. I mean, I can't you, do you have yawning. a legitimate I'm fear sorry. of... No, it's okay. Do you have like a legitimate fear of clowns, or... Um, I'm not a fan uh, yeah, I wouldn't like. I don't get anxious if I see a clown. Like I don't like lose shortage of breath or anything like that. But I definitely, I am definitely. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't prefer to be in a room alone with a clown if, yeah. if that's you know. Um, but according to a study, a Vox poll showed that Americans are more scared of clouds. Get this, than they are of climate change. God damn it. If that's not the most American thing you've ever heard, I don't know what is. I'm going to come up with a character called Climate the Clown. Climate I'm just going to run around and be like, the ice caps are melting! Woo! <laughs> and then Boots is like, Boots Arr. is not a fan. Okay. I think she's a Trump supporter. Boots. <laughs> she's like, what? It's freedom of speech. Okay. So um, how could that be that more people in America are scared of clowns than of climate change? Well... Many people suffer from cholerophobia, which is the fear of clowns. But who could possibly be scared of a person whose job it is is just to make children laugh, right? Well, 
This real life killer clown that I'm about to talk about is said to have started what we now call in this day and age, the clown craze. So I'm going to be talking about John Wayne Gacy. Pogo the Clown. I have a theory that actually clowns were totally cool. No one was scared. And then John Wayne Gacy came along and just ruined it for everyone. But that's kind of what um, some of the research that I've done, they say that he kind of was the catalyst to this whole clown craze of people being scared of clowns. Nothing good came from him. Nothing. Maybe a couple good, you know, articles. And pieces of artwork that ended up not actually being um, made by him. So some of you guys may know, long story short, you know, he was put in jail for all the things that he did. And while he was in jail, he created art um, and people bought it for an exuberant amount of money. Come to find out that he- Exuberant amount of money? Exuberant. I don't even know if that's a word. It just sounded right at the moment. You're taking it. You're taking it. Go for it. As long as it's not expired. Um, But yeah. So that happened. Come to find out, he actually was paying people in the jail to make this artwork for him, and all he did was sign his name. So people, yeah. What catfish? But who the fuck wants to buy a serial killer's artwork and hang it up in their house? You know, my coworker. Why would you support him? My coworker is actually, speaking of, you know, a serial killer's artwork, she's taking a psych psych class, Mm -hmm. and her professor knew someone who was in contact with Son of Sam. She'd, like, write him letters and... What? Yeah, so I wouldn't put it past people to buy his pictures. People are crazy. But anyway, back to the beginning, everything. So, on January 2nd, 1972, 16-year-old Timothy McCoy got up early to make his host breakfast. He, um, his host was John Wayne Gacy, and he had met him at the Chicago bus terminal the night before, and Gacy let him stay over while he made his way home to Iowa after spending Christmas in Michigan. So McCoy was, like, getting out the eggs and the bacon and, like, setting up the table for both of them. Mm-hmm. And then he walked upstairs to wake up Gacy, not realizing that he hadn't put the knife down that he had been using in the kitchen. Oh, boy. So Gacy, thinking that this boy was intending to harm him, he stabbed uh, he stabbed McCoy in the chest, killing him, and then he buried his body in the crawl space beneath his home and then covered the grave with concrete. So this was, I mean, he didn't realize that the boy had no intentions to harm him. This was just him self-defense. Or do you think that was just an excuse? But this is what, this is from Gacy's account. So clearly Gacy kind of comes up and like, you know, starts admitting about mm-hmm. his killings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says in an interview that, Killing McCoy gave Gacy the most intense orgasm he had ever felt. And that that murder, even though it was a mistake, it instilled in Gacy the ultimate thrill that would that he would end up craving for the rest of his living life. Yeah. So that was apparently the catalyst. I don't like that. I, I do believe that he didn't mean, like, it, he didn't do it originally orgasm like he just was like oh shit you know it'd be really sexy killing this kid because think about it it's just like you have a you're you have someone in your home and then all of a sudden you know they're coming upstairs with a knife but like you know it's like that's similar to hitchhiking because oh for sure me out here if you're picking up a hitchhiker they could be a murderer Mm -hmm. if you're getting in the stranger's car they could be a murderer oh def oh fuck yeah i don't trust anybody but um, over the next six years, 32 more bodies would then join Timothy McCoy in, um, in Gacy's house. Ah! 
So for those who knew John Wayne Gacy, they would have never expected him to turn out the way he did. Uh, almost everyone he met described him as a wild, uh, a mild-mannered and likable man. And for most of his life, he worked in customer service, first managing three of his father-in-law's KFC franchises and then starting his own construction business. His customers remembered him as a kind, generous, and willing-to-help-people-out type of person. And he employed local teenagers in need of jobs and contributed heavily to his local junior chamber of commerce. He even took time out of his weekends to dress up as a clown for kids' birthday parties. And this wink, is where it wink, went. Wink, wink, <laughs> wink. This is where it all went down. Yeah. So John Wayne Gacy um, was born in Chicago on March 17th, 1942. Mm -hmm. His father had always despised him, called him a sissy, and abused him from the age of four, berating him and whipping him with a belt. That'll fuck a kid up. Yeah, and when Gacy was seven years old and a family friend had molested him, he didn't tell anyone for fear of being beaten. Oh, and then I, I mean, didn't know any of that. There was just like a lot of traumatic events. And then on top of that, um, at some point in his life, he realized he was gay. But because it was the 1950s, homosexuality was still really taboo. So yeah. he had to pretend to be straight for his entire Aww. life, which, you know, that you, you feel bad for him in that sense because, you know, I feel bad that's for a part early of your identity. Days. You can't I, be. Yeah. I feel bad for the beginning of his life. I find it hysterical when people nowadays like I was born in the wrong uh, in the wrong decade. Like I'm totally supposed to be from the 50s. And it's like, oh, you want to be around where there's racism and homophobia <laughs> everywhere? Go for it, sis. Yeah, ma'am. Do you like having control of your own uterus? That's what I thought. Mm. Even though it's 2018, and um, still working <laughs> well, on no, it. This is. Did you also know that tampons weren't? In, I mean, I think they were invented around World War II. But people didn't like the marketing because they thought it was too sexual, apparently, uh -huh. or something like that. So they, like, you know, didn't come back around for a while. And what you used to have to do is you had, like, a, like underwear. Mm -hmm. And it had, like, hooks on it or something. What? Yeah. And you would loop through, like, a, like a because I guess they didn't even have the, like, the double-sided stick yeah. or the wings or anything. And it was, like, a, like a... I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I've never seen one, luckily, or had to use it. But, yeah, you would, like, hook things on, and it was like a pad. That sounds like so much work. Yeah, it was a it lot of work. It doesn't sound comfortable. Nope. Okay. Okay. Continue. So, Gacy, on top of all this shit he's going through, had congenital heart condition, which limited his physical activity and plagued him with a lifelong amount of obesity and he spent much of his youth in the hospital and when he was 11 doctors discovered he had a blood clot in his brain uh they were able to treat it but even that didn't spare gacy from his father's wrath so i mean poor gacy yeah. eventually gacy had enough and he picked up and moved out west and while working as a mortuary assistant in las vegas gacy <sighs> slept on a cot behind the embalming room and one night after observing the mortician's embalming dead bodies he crawled into a coffin with one, and he, laid, and he laid in the coffin for a time, embracing and, and caressing the body of a deceased teenage boy. I don't like that. Yep, and you know, after that experience, which obviously he didn't tell anyone about at the time, he graduated from Northwestern Business College, and then he met Marilyn Myers, who uh, was a co-worker at a shoe company in Springfield, Illinois. Then they married in 1964, and then Gacy took over the management of his father-in-law's KFC, um, and then they lived there with Mar uh, Marilyn's parents. And then at that point, you know, they all were perfectly in love, had two kids. Everything just seemed great. Fine and dandy. Um, 
And it's weird now looking back, but at the time he had opened up a club in his own basement that targeted teenagers, letting them drink and play pool. So he just kind of wants to seem like that cool guy, that cool old guy. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, I like the finger guns there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and he would often build up trust with his victims so they wouldn't be on guard, which was told by Detective Sergeant Jason Warren of the Cook County Sheriff's Office. Um, he said he was their employer, their friend. He may have been someone who provided them with alcohol and drugs and maybe even a place to sleep at night. And that's the easiest way to kill somebody. Get Absolutely. Their, you know, get their trust. Yeah. Uh, so Gary forced some of these young men, as well as those he employed at KFC, to perform sexual acts on him. And it started in August 9th, in 1967 when Gacy hired a 15-year-old Donald Voorhees, who was the son of a fellow member of the JCs. And the JCs was like um, this club that like, they would like pass around their wives and like they'd have like prostitution Swingers. drugs and yeah it was it was a, but it was like a very weird okay. probably not legal thing okay so um what he what Gacy did was he lured him into his basement plied him with alcohol and then forced him to perform oral sex on him Voorhees kept quiet about the incident until. March of 1968 to a little less than a year later when he told his father and then it spurred a criminal investigation into Gacy. Um, and at this point, a few months later, he paid the KFC employee $300. Uh, he paid another KFC employee $300 to beat up Voorhees, hoping to scare him from testifying in court. But somehow Voorhees escaped the assault and reported the attempted beating. And then the case against Gacy escalated from that point. I mean, mm -hmm. he just made it worse on himself. Of course. So then in December, Gacy pled guilty to oral uh, sodomy, which at the time, sexual relations between two people of the same sex was illegal, and was sentenced That's to 10... That's insane! Yep, and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. He was promptly served divorce papers from his wife, understandably so, whom he would never see again. So then less than two years after his sentencing, John Wayne Gacy was granted parole for being a model prisoner. Now, in prison when he was... What? What does that mean? A model prisoner. Like, he just did everything right. When he was there, oh, he, okay. he actually helped a lot in the jail. Um, he was a hard worker, and apparently, I, I guess in some words, the, the morale was up in this jail since he was there. It was weird. I mean, he was very manipulative, and this was um, clearly a case of that. So months after his release, when he and his mother were living in Dis, Dis Plains, Illinois, outside Chicago, mm -hmm. Gacy lured a teenage boy into his house and tried to rape him. I mean, months after his release. So, I mean, didn't even give God himself some time. God damn it, John Wayne Gacy. Well, see... Uh, <sighs> what? Like, I don't even... I know. So then Gacy was charged with sexual assault, but the charges were dropped when the boy failed to show up to court. Gacy had technically violated his parole doing this, but somehow his parole officer was never aware of this episode. And Gacy's parole ended well before January 2nd, 1972, which, just a reminder, was the day he killed Timothy McCoy. God damn it! By that point, Gacy had settled into his new home in Norwood Park, which is northwestern Chicago. Mm -hmm. And he had a brick-yellow ranch house, which was the address... 8213 West Summerdale Avenue, and that is the location that he stashed 29 corpses, which were all young men. Ah. So backtrack. While in prison, 
Gacy had become something of an artist, and he repeatedly sketched the image of Pogo the Clown. So after joining the Jolly Joker Club, which was a town yeah. club that would perform birthday parties in hospitals, this was meant to be like an actual innocent thing, even though Jolly Joker sounds really fucking weird. Um, he taught himself how to apply clown makeup and turn himself into his drawings. And he performed as Pogo the Clown at all sorts of local parties, including Democratic Party functions and charitable events. Residents of Norwood Park also remember him showing up to his favorite bar, the Good Luck Lounge, dressed as Pogo. So what a fucking image. You just see this clown just sitting there at the bar on the rocks, Jimmy. You know what I mean? That's like the the Joker. Yeah. That's what I'm picturing right now. Yeah, no, literally. That's exactly what I thought. Like, I could picture him, like... You know, Joaquin Phoenix, like, doing his makeup and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, actually watching something really interesting about the origins of the Joker. And there was, like, a 1920s, I believe, silent film called, like, The Man with, like, a Permanent Smile or something. Okay. And when you look at it, you're like, holy shit, that's the Joker. Like, especially the Jack Nicholson with, like, the real creepy smile. Oh, like, yeah, that yeah, was, yeah. That was the film. Mm. And I'm like, oh, film history. I love that shit. I love film history. It's yeah. so intriguing. But um, anyway... So then it was after his second divorce from Carol Hoff, who was a high school sweetheart. Um, this divorce was actually caused by him admitting to her that he was bi, um, that he had the house to himself, and he began filling up the house, the victim's bodies once again. Mm-hmm. So though she had denied any knowledge of what was to come, she later admitted that at some point she had seen Gacy bring teenage boys into the garage a few times. Uh, well, yeah, this is later. Yeah, like, she was, like, like at first she was, like, oh, no, like, I would have never, I mean, I don't, ex- I never expected him to be killing 30-something people, but then she was, like, well, it was weird. I mean, I did remember seeing him bring some teenage boys into the garage a few times. <laughs> yeah, fucking. You're, like, was, now that I think of it. It was the 1970s. It was all f- sorts of fucked up back then. They were all, So, yeah. some of the victims were still unidentified teenagers. Some were drifters from out of town, and some were local boys who worked for Gacy. Gacy even participated in some of the searches for the boys as he was friendly with their parents and considered oh, and was considered an upstanding member of the community. That is so smart. But I've noticed in a lot of um, killer um, in killer stories that some people that are you know psychologically just fucked up when they're uh, when they have a personal relationship with somebody and there's like a missing person search for the victim. They'll be a part of it just to kind of see like what's going on with the investigation, yeah. you know, kind of be one step ahead of the investigation. Evil really genius, up. yeah. So then, um, this is the account that kind of put Gacy in the spotlight of being the murderer that he is. So at about nine p.m. on December eleventh, nineteen seventy-eight, Elizabeth Peace drove to pick up her son, who was a high school sophomore and honor roll student named Robert, from his job at a pharmacy in Des Plaines. Um, He went outside and told her to wait a few minutes. He wanted to talk to a customer about a summer contracting job that would pay him twice what he was currently making. That was the last time Elizabeth ever saw her son. And before midnight, she went to the police station to file a missing persons report. Police figure out that the man Robert Peast was going to talk to was John Wayne Gacy, whose company PDM Contractors had recently remodeled Peast's pharmacy. So they call him into the station for questioning, and Gacy obliges. And after taking Peast's body and uh, after taking Peast's body and dumping into the Des Plaines River, so he, you know, sh- he tells them, "Yep, I took the body and showed him where it was." 
So within hours, authorities searched Gacy's home. And they didn't find any bodies at that time, but they did find evidence that Peace had been there um, with a receipt that belonged to a friend of his. And they knew Peace was there, but they still still had no idea where he was. And just because he was there doesn't mean he was killed. There. Killed there, yeah, exactly. Or whether he was still alive at the moment. Um, so you know, Gacy just just a psychological manipulator. He you know he tries to act like everything's good, like oh yeah, no, like I mean that's fine, blah blah blah. It wasn't until December 22nd, 1978, almost exactly 10 years after his sodomy conviction, that Gacy confessed to murdering dozens of men and boys. Investigators swarmed his house and uncovered 29 bodies in Gacy's crawlspace. Holy shit! By this time, many had decomposed beyond recognition, and dental experts were brought in to identify them by their teeth. Oh, true. This is, was this before DNA? Uh, yeah, probably. So yeah. they used dental records. Mm-hmm. And three years later, he used an insanity plea during his trial, hoping for a not guilty verdict. Now, this guy clearly had psycholo- psychological issues, but I think that he fully was aware of yeah. what he was doing, the consequences. Yeah. And there's just, I, I mean, you can have problems but you're you still know what you're doing. Oh yeah, wholeheartedly. Oh yeah, and not care. Especially yeah, unless you're like like today. I mean, if you're not like in psychosis, like this isn't this is not Lenny of mice and men shit. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. So this insanity plea, jury didn't buy it. Gacy was sentenced to death and dropped the friendly facade he had maintained for all those years. He didn't even seem to give a fuck about the 33 people he killed. Um. From what Gacy's lawyer said, he looked at his victims like he was taking out the trash. He had no feelings about them. Ah. He could talk about a child who's dying of cancer and cry like a baby about this child he didn't even know or never met and feel authentically sad about this child. But then he'd talk about another child that he murdered and have no feelings whatsoever. So according to reports, um, he was sentenced to death. Um, The killer clown's last words before his execution were, kiss my ass. And his last meal was KFC. I love it. That's a, that is the way to go, I guess. So though Gacy is long gone and his house has been demolished, his legacy still lives on. So most of the victims retrieved from his crawl space were identified and released to the families for burial. However, 23 years after his death, authorities are still trying to identify the rest of them. And in July 2017, um, the kid that had passed away, the one that kind of, um, kind of gave Start, up okay. Gacy, yeah. um, okay. he, his body was identified, but the grieving family had already died. Like his mother had died in the early 2000s. Oh. So she was never able to be confirmed that, that her kid was. That's so sad. Yeah. So, um. We have another case of the Lily Goosebumps. Yeah. So that, that's pretty much, uh. My spiel on the John Wayne Gacy case. Super fucked up. And That's, I, yeah. This is from what reports and uh, from what I've seen, you know, his, you know, him being Pogo the Clown kind of changed how pop culture saw clowns and started making people see them in a negative connotation. So, yeah. Uh, That's fucked up. I know yeah. a lot of people always said that clowns are kind of scary because um, they have one fake emotion and you can't and you never know what's going to come. I actually, yeah, I was going to talk about that a little later of like, you know, 
we see it as like, right. oh, well, they're supposed to be happy. But then, you know, some researchers, they say, um, there was this one guy, let me go to the quote, goes, it's misleading to ask when clowns turn bad. Um, and this guy, he's a writer. His name's Benjamin Radford. He wrote uh, this book called Bad Clowns. <laughs> he goes, they were really never good to begin with. He cites Joseph Campbell's classic analysis of myth, which is the hero of a thousand faces, like a clown. Yeah. Universal, too, is the casting of the antagonist, the represent the representative of evil in the role of the clown. Devils, both the lusty thickheads and the sharp, clever deceivers, are always clowns. Clowns deliberately exaggerate the human face and, un- and cover the human face with paint as to exactly. make the face less human. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Lily, what are your next stories? So, I have, shockingly, a Reddit story. Uh-huh, okay. And I thought this could be fun to kind of get because, like, obviously, like, and we'll go into the killer clown craze of, what was it, 2016? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, this is from the uh, Reddit user Milky Way Bunny. Milky Way Bunny. I love it. Okay. So it says, if you are on Twitter or Facebook or simply watch the news, then you should know the incidents about the clowns being seen. And unfortunately, I came into contact with one two weeks ago. I live in Ohio, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I have morning practice for high school basketball. We usually just do weights or running, but that's not the point. So morning practice starts at 545 in the morning. And I live a good, uh, I live a good ten minute drive from my school, so I usually leave my house around five thirty to five thirty five a.m. I drive my own car, and just the walk from my door to the car is the most stressful thing because I am terrified of the dark. Every time I have to sprint to my car, throw bags in the car, and drive a hundred miles per hour out of my neighborhood because nighttime plus a poorly lit neighborhood equals a horror movie. So that's already spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get on with my story, I left my house, but instead of running and being all scared, I decided to face my fears and calmly walk to my car, which was a bad idea. Now you decide to do this? Yeah, just now. I, I don't understand. My house is at the very end of a cul-de-sac, and the sidewalk leads to a small hill and to more neighborhoods. It's confusing, but it's really creepy. So, I'm walking to my car, and I put my bags in the car, and my hands start to shake because I am terrified. I felt like someone was watching me. So, I looked up to the small hill area, and I see a figure standing there. I literally almost crapped crapped my pants, and I ran to the other side of the car, jumped in, turned the car on, and my headlights almost perfectly illuminated the figure. It was a clown. No. Yeah. So... This person is not only afraid of the dark, relatable, mm-hmm. but is alone and early in the morning. Early in the morning, so no, no one's up. around. Yeah, and is also now is gonna have fucking basketball practice. So none of these things are good. Um, let me see. Where was I? Okay, I was just thinking about how <laughs> when I used to play basketball. If any of us were ever late, everyone would have to run laps around the court. That's so So it's like, up. this person gets attacked by the clown. I don't know how the story goes, but he gets attacked by the clown, comes back like 45 minutes late. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was just attacked by this like killer clown. I don't know what to- Don't care. Laps. Everyone laps. laps. Everyone Thank your laps. friends. What is it? Milky Way Bunny. Yeah, Milky Way Bunny. Pay your... 
pay your dues. You fucked up. <laughs> so it says, I handle fight or flight situation. I handle fight or flight situations terribly because I usually run away, but then stop and freeze in fear. And this was the case. I literally sat in my car watching this figure just stare back. I didn't scream, call 911 or anything. I just sat there yards away from my neighbors and this stupid clown. (laughs) Thankfully, I snapped out of it and started to drive away. I thought to myself, I'm totally safe. I am in a car that won't break down on me. And in the middle of that thought, I looked in my rearview mirror and saw this dumbass fucking clown sprinting at my car. <gasps> so I floored it and went vroom. Oh my god! It literally says vroom. I guess with the voice crack oh too. Oh my god! Yeah. Could you imagine being like, "Oh yeah, I'm safe." Bow. Like I would hear. That's the- literally out of a horror movie. Yeah. So it says. Uh, I have never seen my car go from zero to 60 that fast in my life. I drive a Chevy Cruze. Cruze. The car is supposed to cruise. I thankfully am safe. I told my coach what happened, and he literally laughed at me. I told my parents when I got home, and they called the police. Clearly, they can't do anything about it, but I was so scared, and now I am not allowed to go to morning practice unless my dad drives me. God bless. Holy shit. Yeah. That's fucked up. And then it says, uh, creepy clown, go get a life and let's never meet again. <laughs> yeah, that's really, I'd, I don't know. Imagine, okay. imagine if that happened and then the clown chased you down the street. Uh-uh. That's uh-uh. when you stop and throw it in reverse. And like doing like a, like a weird like clown dance or something like that. Mm-mm. I literally shit my pants. Um, so this is, did it say what year this happened or? Yeah, this was three years ago. Interesting. Yeah. This so, yeah, was, that was 2016. Yeah. So, um, this is perfect because this leads into, I wanted to talk a little bit about what we call the clown craze, which yes. was named in 2016. So, from what reports say, from documented accounts of these clowns, um, it begins in August in the USA where people are dressed up as clowns and they pop up creepily all over the country. And there was speculation at first that this was all a PR stunt for the upcoming release of the movie version of Stephen King's 1986 horror novel, It, um, which features the famously eerie clown called Pennywise. So, but in fact, the earliest, one of the earliest reports um, of this incident of a creepy clown standing in a street holding black balloons was in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that was actually for a marketing ploy for a short film entitled Gags, which was produced by local Adam Krause. But I'd like to also point out that I don't know what year this Wisconsin thing happened, mm-hmm. but in 2014, my friends from Abnormal Attraction, uh, the movie I was in, their production company is called Fuzz on the Lens. Um, they were promoting a film that they had created involving a killer clown, and they went around Staten Island, um, <laughs> one of them being dressed up as a clown, as the clown in the movie, ah! and they would just hold balloons, and they would just go all over Staten Island. And no, thank you. It went viral. I mean, Huffington Post picked it up. I hard mean, pa- hard pass. Huge, huge oh, uh, news networks were talking about this. And then, yeah. yeah, so it's crazy. Um, I literally have seen them wear the costume and stuff in person. It's so funny. Yeah, a guy I know saw a, a clown around around this time in 2016. Loki! <laughs> and Boots. And Boots. They're just starting fights. A rivalry. Um, he says, she was being mean. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I keep going along. So, uh, saw one up in uh, Bergen County. 
Yeah, I remember in Bergen County, it was like a huge thing. People were posting on Facebook. Yeah. Um, and then um, this clown craze, because it was so popular here, made its way across the pond and then began in the UK. No way! So, yep, so police in Newcastle received reports of someone dressed up as a creepy clown, leaping out of bushes to scare children. And then over the next few days um, that this was being documented, half a dozen clown incidents were recorded, including... Um, a teenage clown being arrested in possession of a belated article. Oh, no. Yeah. And so then, you know, the tabloids picked this up. And then there's obviously, like, these copycats. And oh, you know what? Speaking of the UK, I saw, I was on, when I was looking for my stories on Reddit, I was looking also on, like, crazy the crazy... Loki! Are you afraid of clowns? We'll have him walk outside real quick. Keep going. Um, I found a website... And the comment, like, above the article, I forget what it said. It was, like, you know, father, you know, scares away. Like, so I don't remember what it was, but I clicked it, and it was actually uh, had happened in Belgium. Wow. Yeah, but I couldn't read it because the whole website was in Belgian, and they didn't um, give me the translate page option, so I just closed it. And if anyone here speaks Belgian, hit us up. Yeah. Email us at yes. justcoolythingspodcast.gmail.com. All right. But I also wanted to say, too, so one of the first victims um, in the UK of this was a 17-year-old student named Megan Bell who ha- was already had a lifelong fear of clowns and then was chased down in the street by one at night. So, <gasps> yeah, it just, I mean, like I said, even in, in, in the UK, like they did in the US, parents are putting up Facebook pages and just, yeah. you know, warning everybody that if you see a clown, like, for them it's 999, but if for us it's 911. Yeah. Um, and they referred to them as killer clowns, so... Yeah, because, I mean... Even though they weren't killing anybody, they but had violent intentions or it yeah. seemed like they did. Yeah. You got to call them killer clowns before it's too late. Oh. Because if you oh, just yeah. say spooky clowns and then one kills it, you're like, ah, shit, we should have named mm-hmm. them killer clowns. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, um, do you want to say one of your... Sto- do you have another story? I do. Like? I have one All more right. story. So this one is from another great username on Reddit, Lopsided Squid. Lopsided Squid. Okay. Literally, that sounds like uh, that could be like an odd future fucking loiter squad. Fucking. <laughs> yes. Right? Lopsided Squid. Fucking. Did you hear about Tyler Creator's music festival? Drake went out and there was like nothing. It was Mm-mm. like Camp Flogna. No. Which is just uh Flogna is, uh, like, Wolfgang um, rearranged. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anyways. Tyler, the creator's awesome. I know. So what, the, what it did, I was actually explaining it to my mom. For those of you who were wondering why it's called Flogna is because they call them, like, it was, like, Wolfgang, off Future Come mm-hmm. on, whatever. They abbreviated it, obviously, just to Wolfgang, Mm -hmm. and then they flipped the first letters, and it became Golfwang. Yep. I remember that. Yeah, and then they rearranged Golfwang and made it, or they reversed it and made it Flog. Ah. Nah. They're, like, super creative. I mean, like, people could probably be like, oh, that's so stupid, but I think it's, I think it's pretty creative. I love it. There's a lyric in one of their songs where he goes, watch me, now watch him count the bodies like bitches be counting calories. (laughs) And I'm like, counting calories. That's me. Oh, God. All right. Uh, let's get started with that story. So, Lopsided Squid says, please be patient. I'm a longtime lurker. This is my first post. 
All right, let's do this lopsided squid. Hit me. All right. Uh, I actually said that to myself in my head when I read that first. I was like, hit me, lopsided squid. Let's do this. (laughs) So it says, I don't know if many of you remember this, but back in 2016, there was a creepy clown trend where people dressed as creepy or killer clowns would hang out in places after dark or would stalk people. My story takes place on my college campus during fall of that year. I lived with my parents before leaving for school, and I am extremely close to them. Also, I am very shy and had zero friends or people I regularly hung out with at school. Aww. Lopsided squid, we'll hang out with you. Mm-hmm. Email us at justgoolythingspodcast.gmail.com. Oh, God. <laughs> I wanted to reach out and meet new folks, so I signed up for Salsa Dancing Club that met on Friday nights. I told my grandma over the phone, and she was happy I was putting myself out there. She asked if I was going with anybody. No, I told her, I'm just going to go by myself. Are you sure, she asked. Don't, you ha- don't any of your roommates want to go? The idea of talking to my roommates terrified me. I could handle structured gatherings, but personal conversations left more room for, awkwardness to- for my awkwardness to creep in. Aww. I know. No, they're not here, I said. I don't want you to be walking around campus by yourself at night. I thought my grandma was just being over, overprotective. Grandma, it's fine. The streets are well lit, and it's only a 10-minute walk. It's perfectly safe. Well, if you're not going with anybody, call me and let me talk to you on the phone as you walk back. I agreed. Which, that's always safe. Yeah. Especially, um... Better be safe than sorry. This is from a young woman, too, so... Oh, there yeah, you Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> the evening was incredibly fun, learning the basic steps and dancing to upbeat Latin tunes. At around 10.30, I felt, my, I felt ready to head back to my dorm, so I snuck out of the building and headed toward my dorm. Although the paved path I was walking was lit by streetlights, it seemed darker than usual. In addition, the entire campus was deserted. And that probably is already scary because it's a camp, a college campus on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you'd think there would be shit going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Not in my old college, though. My college was whack. <laughs> my college would close at, like, 8 o'clock. <laughs> True. Yeah, right? Um, normally, there were quite a few kids my age wandering around, but that night, there was not a soul to be seen. I dialed my grandma and made small talk with her as I walked. I took my heels off and carried them in my free hand. Now, the path I was walking on went past a stretch of sidewalk that was perpendicular to the one I was, I was taking. Under one of the streetlights, about ten meters away, I noticed a lone figure standing with its back towards me. Mm. The figure, hearing me chatting on the phone, slowly turned towards me. Nuh-uh. He was tall and heavy set with wild red hair and appeared to be wearing light blue pajamas. <gasps> yeah. His face was obscured by a killer clown mask. The mask was stark white with dark black eye sockets and a twisted malicious grin. I'm like picturing this right now. This is so yeah. well written. Time seemed to suddenly slow way down. The clown did not move towards me. He simply stood there, staring. I knew I had to think fast. I contemplated my options. I could A, scream like a little girl and run, B, approach him and confront him, or C, pretend he didn't scare me. The entire moment I just described could the entire moment I just described couldn't have lasted more than a second, but in the moment it felt like an eternity. Are you there? I heard my grandma say. Remembering to breathe, still with my phone at my ear, I decided to go with plan C. Smart. Don't leave me hanging. <laughs> Sorry. I Douche. Had to, I had to burp. 
We're so classy. I'm not about to burp right into the microphone. Okay. I broke eye contact with the clown. So anyway, I said loudly enough that the clown could hear me. Yeah, I'm on my way, I continued. What's going on? Is everything okay? I heard my grandma ask, her voice suddenly filled with anxiety. As confidently and nonchalantly as I could, I walked past the sidewalk where the clown was continuing to chat. Mm. Yeah. His head slowly turned as I walked past, watching me until I was out of sight. Yeah, that's terrifying. I ducked into the archway of the nearest building and tried the door, praying it was unlocked. It was. Once I was inside, I slumped against one of the concrete walls and broke down in tears. I explained to my grandma what had just happened. My grandma yelled for my grandpa to dial campus police on his cell phone so that I could stay on the line with her. I got up and started pacing up and down the empty walls, checking every door or window to see the psycho clown to see if the psycho clown had followed me. Was he just stupid a stupid kid doing this on a dare? Or was he someone with more evil intentions? Some of the mm. creepy clowns in the news had axes or baseball bats. I had no idea if mine was armed. Uh-uh. I, mean, I think it. it's even scarier when they're not, like, running at you. They're just sitting there because they have such confidence in themselves. Yes. Like, they'll give you a head start, but they know they can get to you whenever they want. Oh, my God. There's this movie you need to see. Anyone who is interested in killer clowns called, I think it was called The Terrifier. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's my, my God. My friends at Fuzz and the Lens, they're filming the second one. Really? Yep. They're the ones helping uh, do all the camera work. Do they need someone else to be scared by a clown or killed? Well, they actually are looking for extras right now because they're filming it at the moment. So if you want some extra Ooh. work there, they're filming it actually in Newark. So Really? Mm-hmm. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so that's that's that story. And I feel like these are both equally scary. And they're, one, the, the ghost, my dumbass. One, the creepy clown takes action. And the other one, the creepy clown is just chilling there. It's both spectrums are just both fucked up. Yeah. Doesn't matter. They they could be sitting there taking a shit and it would still be scary. Yeah, because it's a clown shit. It's scary shit. It's like comes out rainbow and stuff, like glitter. <gasps> yeah, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I have three short stories of um, all different clown accounts. Okay. So, I'm ready. Um, yeah. This first one is called Cold Case Clown. Ooh, alliteration. I like it. Cold case clown. Cold case clown. Okay. On May 26th, 1990, at 10.45 a.m. in Wellington, Florida, Marlene Warren opened her door to find a bulb-nosed clown holding a bouquet of red and white flowers and two balloons. One a (laughs) Thanks, I hate it. (laughs) One um, with a picture of Snow White. And the clown shot her at (gasps) point-blank range in the face, and then she died in the hospital two days later. Warren's teenage son saw the clown run to a white Chrysler Leberon and escape, never to be found. This is the strangest thing I've seen in all my 19 years in law enforcement, Palm Beach County Sheriff spokesman Bob Farrell told the Sun Centennial. So Warren's husband, Michael Warren, was a prime suspect in the crime. Of course. And police searched his office at the West Palm Beach car dealership, and they found evidence that he'd been tampering with odometers, but nothing to connect him to his wife's murder. However, a suspected affair and a five-figure life insurance policy sure did look suspicious. So Michael Warren was allegedly allegedly romantically involved with a female employee, and the flowers and balloons delivered before Marlene Warren's murder were purchased at stores nearby the employee's department, 
and costume shop employees tentatively identified her as the woman who had purchased a clown costume the same day as the killing. Holy shit. Neither were charged in the murder because there wasn't enough evidence, um, and the case still remains unsolved. Holy shit. Yeah. So that was one story. And then the next one I have is called Klutzo the Clown. In October 2007, a former cop and minister who performed as a Christian clown... What the fuck? Yeah. ...was arrested and charged with possessing child pornography and traveling to engage in sexual conduct with a minor. A. Paul Carlock Jr., who had performed as Klutzo the Clown for a decade plus, had traveled to perform at the House of Joy Orphanage in the Philippines. And when he returned, customs officers at the San Fran airport asked to look at his digital camera since he'd been with children in a country marked as high risk for sex tourism. Mm. When they took the camera, they found images of naked boys playing, showering, and sitting clothed but with their genitals visible. And Carlock told investigators he planned to edit the images to show his church that the boys were so poor that they couldn't even afford clothes and that they were photographed that way because that's how they lived. Bullshit. That's bullshit, but a good answer. Yeah, I mean, he thought this through. So then three boys at the House of Joy told investigators that they woke up to find Carlock fondling them. And when Uh, Carlock's Springfield, Illinois home was searched, at least 21 child porn videos were found. Yeah, this guy was just a fucked up person. So backtrack to Carlock's employment history. It had always been revolving around children, from working at a boys' school and the Illinois Department of Public Health's Child Health Division, time as a certified juvenile officer, volunteering big brother, big sisters, and acting as a police department youth division detective. Carlock denied (laughs) any wrongdoing, even as he was sent to prison. He died there awaiting trial in November 2007 after 39 days of ongoing health complications and confrontation with guards. Good! Yeah, that guy fucking deserves to burn in hell. But yeah, so that's another one. That's Clutch of the Clown. And then this one was titled Bandes de Clowns. So France has seen its fair share of clown horror. And in October 2014, this actually was before the whole hol- uh, yeah, clown yeah, craze, yeah. Um, police in Aj, a Mediterranean port in the south of France, mm-hmm. arrested 14 armed pranksters disguised as clowns who were chasing locals and laughing maniacally. The teenagers were carrying pistols, knives, and baseball bats. The same month, a person dressed as a clown was arrested in Montpelier after beating a 35-year-old pedestrian with an iron bar. A student in Beskin and Bessicon sliced his hand trying to defend himself from an axe-wielding clown, and in in Levin, four fake clowns terrified school students with a chainsaw. Ah! The disturbing sightings became so common that a town in southern France went as far as banning clown costumes in November 2014. That's some shit I would do. Like, uh uh-uh, not here, not today. And you know what? You know what? If you are so dedicated to being a spooky clown, right, if you can't... Like, because I was just thinking they might make their own costumes mm-hmm. or do their own makeup. If you put that work in, you have earned it. <laughs> right? Like, it, like you don't want to go to Party City and get a couple of... And they say... They need like, to be put no, on their own island like, then, no, And like, show off to the other yeah, clowns. Yeah. I don't want to see that. Just constant clown competition. I don't want to see... Yeah. Ooh, more alliteration. I am a genius. Is that Robert <laughs> Frost? No, it's just Lily. Lily Baldessari. <laughs> French police blamed social media for the Wasco and Northampton copycats sparking the bout of terror. Uh, 
Reports say that since mid-October, a rumor inspired by videos has created the presence of threatening and aggressive clowns in France, which this was reported by a French national police spokesperson. Um, the videos are from DM Pranks, which is a YouTube channel created by an Italian duo that went viral for their killer clown scare prank in 2014. And in the videos, the pair dressed up as clowns and they terrified unsuspecting passerbys, and including chasing pedestrians with giant mallets and chainsaws. What their the videos- fuck? Yeah, their videos have 527 million combined views. I mean, it's crazy what people do for internet and, fame. Uh, wait, were these uh, French people or Italian? These were Italian oh, people. okay. Because there's, um, uh, real quick, there's a French man. Mm-hmm. His name is like Remy Gagnard or something. Okay. I don't know. I don't, like Gagnard or Gagnard or something. And he does some fucked up pranks. Like, he got a go-kart and he was dressed up as Mario. Uh-huh. And he, like, was on the streets throwing bananas <sighs> under cars. Or he, like, dressed up as a kangaroo. Does anyone remember Sam Peppers? Sam Pepper. Oh my god! Yeah, he like was shut down after he like literally yeah, he openly assault? sexually yeah. assaulted women. Yeah. For videos. Oh my views. god. Yeah. yeah. So okay, continue. Um. Yeah. So the 19 year old that was a part of this said, "At first, it was a joke to scare my friends by dressing up as a clown mm-hmm. and shouting boo with a stick like thing on Facebook." Um. This was he was arrested for dressing up as a clown and terrorizing people. Um, oh, but he shit. said that I didn't intend to hurt anyone. But it's still fucked up. Well, even if you don't in turn intend to hurt anyone, you can't blame them for thinking you would. Because yeah. like, look at clowns' track record. And in this day and age, too, it's you can't be too safe. There's too many crazy people out here. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, Lily, do you have any closing? Um, oh, I have some fun facts okay. about clown encounters. So apparently, and I don't know if this was just temporary for the release of It or It Chapter 2, in Stephen King's house up in Maine, in one of the windows, they have a red balloon. <gasps> yeah, right? How cool is that? That's awesome. And then um, I saw a story about a bear. I think it was a bear was going to eat out of someone's garbage can. Uh-huh. But they put a clown doll, like, they, like, taped a clown doll to the garbage bin, and it scared the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. How great is that? That is hysterical. And I'm trying to think. I don't know. I saw a bunch of, like, cool little things. That Belgian article looked really fucking cool. So if you're a Belgian, please, well, let us know, and then we'll send you the article, and then you can translate for us. I love cool. your waffles. <laughs> Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. Uh, let's do the social media rundown. I am so ready. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Instagram. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Facebook private page. Just Ghoulie. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Patreon. Just Ghoulie Things Podcast. Donate to us. And if, yeah, if you want some cool shit, like, I don't know if you guys remember scary stories to tell in the dark. Yeah. But we got to do some more of those. Yeah, we should. Okay. And our email. Yes. If you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share with us, please email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Boo Thanks, for listening. And we will talk to Boo later. Goodbye. Goodbye.